Welcome. You're listening to The Pulse, a Merge podcast series that inspires clinical thought leaders to share best practices on their pursuit to delivering standards of care. Here's Todd Budka, founder and CEO of Merge. Today, we're speaking with Jim Wetzel, Director of Clinical Systems at Oklahoma Heart Hospital. Jim is passionate about driving operational excellence in CIED care and has extensive experience in healthcare IT. So, Jim, hey, thank you um, for today for joining us uh, on, on our podcast. It's typically a conversation I have with customers and or clinicians um, in the field that's managing implantable cardiac devices. We also have today joining us is Reed Gaither, my, my partner, whom runs a lot of the, the operations of our business. And, you know, we're hoping today to learn a little bit more about your clinic and, you know, the focus uh, from the business side, uh, maybe a little less on clinical and a little more, you know, blocking and tackling uh, in today's podcast. So welcome, Reed, and, and welcome, Jim. So, Jim, if real quick, maybe give the audience here just a brief summary of, you know, your background and, and maybe a little bit about what your organization has been doing re- with regards to implantable cardiac device monitoring. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, so, my name is Jim Wetzel. I'm the Director of Clinical Systems here at Oklahoma Art. I have been here for approximately 10 years. I've been in this role for about half of that time. And uh, we are a Cerner customer and have you know, grown our pacemaker clinic from what was relatively manageable practice to over 11,000 patients. Um, And really, um, we're looking for ways to improve and to uh, ultimately make things more efficient on on several fronts. Uh, That's a a big journey and uh, quite a few patients. Yeah, you you guys are a nice size clinic. You know, you've been using Merge now for probably, I'm going to say four months, uh, give or take. And, you know, we've been excited to launch with you guys and help automate some things. And, you know, from your seat, not being in the trenches of day-to-day device care, you know, how have you seen the transition from the prior solution you were using to where you are today? Well, I'm getting hugs in the hallway. I'll just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, like like everything changes a little bit difficult for folks, but uh, as they begin to utilize the system, the platform, and ultimately um, embrace it, um, many, many happy, smiling faces throughout the organization. Um, uh, you know, that's it's just been a wonderful ride. Yeah, it really has. No, and change is hard. And in, in a large system like yourself, uh, embracing change, uh, we always talk about it starts with leadership and then it starts with individuals like yourself that are, you know, managing the, these health systems. So kudos to you for, for the team to adopt what you guys were setting forth. Reed, you tend to come in not so much on the clinical side, but business side. Um, you know, what has been your thoughts on how Oklahoma has been performing? Well, I, I think that independent of patient care and, and the, you know, what's going on in intervals and billing and standards of care, I guess I just sort of ask you, why are you getting a hug in the hallway? What, what changed for folks because to me, that resonates because you see so much turnover in healthcare right now, and it's hard to keep and retain employees. And that strikes a chord when, when, when people are happy about what they're doing day to day in and day out, or, or happy that you've brought them something that makes their day a little bit easier. Can you, can you elaborate a little more on that? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, from a, a provider standpoint, um, with what we were able to do with Merge and the way it functions and the way we've integrated to our EMR 
we have simplified life for our providers. I think that alone um, <laughs> has gotten some, some excitement and generated some buzz. And, and we have kind of a diverse group of folks here, some that are you know, very closely following patients and, and some that uh, are directly tied to the, the patient clinic and, and other providers that, that are, just have you know, a couple of implanted patients and ultimately utilize the system just once in a while. And so we were kind of able to make both of those camps very, very happy. Um, and, and so that that was one of the first things. I think the second thing is from a you know revenue standpoint, from a billing standpoint, uh, we've kept the business office pretty excited about this. Uh, we were able to pick up some dollars that we otherwise would have left on the table uh, by implementing merge, and then you know ultimately the patients and, and making lives you know a little bit easier. So many times we look at systems and we say, okay, does it have this feature? Does it have that feature? But what we never really do is we. We're never really able to look at is this going to make life for our patients a lot better and we kind of thought that it might be the case going into to merge but uh clearly that's been the case and uh we're starting to have some some more discussions about how to make life even better for our patients that's pretty cool to hear so interestingly you know oklahoma heart talks about being one of the first all digital hospitals in oklahoma and it, it sounds like this is a, a furtherance of hey here's some digital innovation what does that mean when you're an all digital organization and you're thinking of modernization? So you're continuing on this, this dialogue of, Hey, we think there are more things we can do here. What's your mandate? What, what's the, what are the things that you look for when you say, Hey, we're going to innovate here. We're going to stay at the forefront of, of leveraging technology. If it makes sense, what does that mean in terms of a mandate? Like how do you and your team prioritize what you're going to work on, what you're going to look at? So, you know, one of the things that I'm going to look at for, from any piece of software or any vendor is, you know, is this what I consider an enterprise class platform, right? Does it integrate well? Can I do things like single sign-on? Are there APIs? Can I do, you know, standard and advanced HL7 integrations? Um, all things that, you know, from an IT perspective, I'm looking at. But one of the other things that I'm really looking at is how extensible is the platform? You know, can I use it as it is, but if there's something there that I don't necessarily see or might be, you know, a year of the making, can I go and kind of do it myself? Um, we've been fortunate enough to have a great team of developers here that can accomplish some things that otherwise couldn't be accomplished without them. And, and so, you know, we've done things like, you know, we've gotten a notification from MERS to say that a report is ready. Um, okay, fine. What does that mean? How do we get it out to our providers inside the EMR? Well, that's where our development team comes in. So I'm looking at these platforms to say, you know, can they integrate? How deeply can they integrate? And what other things can I make, you know, take advantage of that will help our patients or our providers or our staff? Yes, that's interesting. So it's, it's, if you're going to teach somebody else, say, hey, look, don't just make the investment in something like Merge. Make sure you've got the investment in the technology resource to take advantage of Merge. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, otherwise we'd have an 80% solution and 20% would be the challenge, right? Mm -hmm. So we're able to take it to that 97, 98% solution level and then look at the other 2% in, you know, a phase two endeavor <laughs> with that platform. So, you know, how do I get a, a solution that is 100% of the way there? Um, and that's often a challenge, but Merge has been there, you know, the entire way and it's been awesome. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, it's a, uh... When we hear about hugs and we talk about bringing joy and satisfaction to health systems, that, that's exactly, you know, uh, what embodies the, the work we're doing. And 
the commitment we make to you know you and your organization as well as all of our customers. That's that's our goal. So Oklahoma Heart's all digital, and uh, you have this alignment across your system to to modernize things. But how do you bucket the importance of the patient care, the integration? Like, are you able to uh, compartmentalize each one to say? Look, integration is important, but we're going to have better outcomes with this, regardless of the integration. Are there are there compromises, and how might you think about the compromises you you might make uh, when choosing solutions? Yeah, you know, we don't compromise. You know, <laughs> that's, that's a sort of a strong, an IT strong thing. answer. Yeah, um, you know, we're going to go after it all. That's for sure. Now, you know, like I said, we may delay a piece of this until a later phase, but nevertheless, it's, it's you know, it's got to work for our customers, our patients, our providers, and our staff. And that's really my litmus test. If, if there's one of those things that's out of whack, you know, then it's time to sit down and take a look at, you know, how do we go after that? How do we fix it? Uh, what are the choices? What are the options? Uh, and And what do we need to do to make that happen? So, you know, to date, we've been pretty successful, um, but certainly, you know, we've looked at a lot of the platforms that are out there and then including the one we had uh, implemented prior and we just couldn't get there, you know, and, and uh, where you guys clearly stood out, you know, um, clearly you'd been in the clinic before, clearly the software was designed as such. Um, so I do thank you guys really personally. Um, I do. And I mean that sincerely. Uh, I work with a lot of vendors. I work with a lot of vendors of, every year. Um, you guys are in the top 5%, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And it's very humbling to hear. Um, we we value the opportunity and appreciate the opportunity to, to play a, a small role within your health system and make the impact we have to you and your staff and patients. So thank you. You said that we, we need to make sure we take care of all of our customers. And then you said... Staff, patients, and providers. Is that part of your department, your objectives, how you how you measure yourself that, hey, we got to take care of our customers and those those are the principal customers? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if just one of those isn't achieving the success they need or getting what they need, um, that gives me pause. And, and so I'm going to sit down with my team. I'm going to you know say, all right, how do we address this and, and where can we make improvements? You know, and sometimes that means changing platforms, as is the case here. You know, uh, we just could not achieve what we needed to achieve uh, with the legacy platform that we were on and did not see a roadmap forward to get us there. So um, that's when we kind of stuck our head up and looked around and saw lots of vendors and found a really good one. Well, we love to hear that. You know, do, do you think you're going to MedAxium in the fall here where a lot of your peer group are there? And that's a group that really... Um, they're looking to learn from each other, right? Well, what's the best practice? What's, you know, what are the lessons learned good and bad? Sometimes we see the technology side of an organization start dictating, hey, this is the, just the way you're going to do it. Um, do you think you're, you're unique in having that philosophy that these are your customers? They don't just respond to what you deliver. You're responding to what they need. You know, I'd like to think I'm not, but perhaps I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, certainly I've been other places and seen other organizations operate um, and certainly can appreciate what you're describing. Um, it's just not how we operate here and it's not how I operate. Um, you know, we try to take a very service-based approach uh, in our support models um, when it comes to not just the day-to-day, -day, but uh, our EMR itself, the applications that integrate with that EMR uh, and, 
you know, ultimately down to, you know, even third parties and, you know, building interfaces for billing and, you know, helping them out. So, you know, there's a lot in healthcare today um, and there's a lot that's difficult about if we can simplify things from a systems perspective, that's my remit and, and that's what I'm going to do. I encourage you to, to um, espouse that that approach because I'm not sure everybody had the same philosophy, but it seems to pay dividends, right? So I, I, to me, what I like about this is um, you're taking that approach and, and working collaboratively. You've got multiple constituents, including your you know vendors that come in, and it seems to be paying dividends. It, let's use Merge as an example, and I'm sure you have other technology initiatives you're, you're pursuing, but you, know, you adopt new technology. Are there lessons there? Are there lessons where you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to educate um, a protege I have at, at uh, a sister clinic and, and tell them, hey, as you do this, uh, take care of the following. Are there, are there any things, you'd, kernels of wisdom you'd leave with people? You know, don't try to chew off everything in one bite. That's for sure. You know, there are things that can wait. You know, I'll give you an example. We decided we would implement merge and then leave the billing interface to phase two. Now, ultimately, we went live with a billing interface, and that made life a little bit easier. But nonetheless, you know, taking that phase-based approach and going after core elements and implementing the, the nice-to-haves after the need-to-haves, I think, has is, is been successful and been helpful for me. Yeah. And it's funny. I think we, we espoused that. And I think, wasn't it one of our team members that kind of put their hand in the air and said, you're going to generate so many billing reports that we better automate this? Yeah, well, <laughs> so, so, sometimes I listen to advice, and this was a good time. Too. Well, it was, and I think Todd and I had probably been the ones encouraging you to go, you know, step by step. And she comes in and she goes, "You guys are crazy." Uh, yeah. well, she, she she did a good job uh, explaining it to us all. I think the the mentality of that phased approach was what we try to embody. Right? We're saying, "Hey, look, you're you haven't bought software in twenty years." And so you've been on this legacy system, you've gone through a litany of other vendors and you've looked at everybody under the sun. And, and here you choose a vendor where you believe you're aligned. And I think what we see is everybody wants to get into your EMR as fast as possible. Because then you think, well, hey, if I'm in, it's hard to undo. It's some cost. You're never going to unplug me once I'm locked in. But they haven't really executed and shown that they can prove themselves to bring the value of their solution you're buying. Not just hooking to your EMR, but there's a solution that's it's actually helping your 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 team um, or your nursing staff uh, to to manage. And I think we've always thought, well, we want to execute and earn the right to be embedded in your EMR for a long-term relationship. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that is obviously a challenge, right? I mean, you know, switching vendors, switching systems, you know, decoupling databases and importing, all of that is, you know, not not, not simple. But at the end of the day, you're right. Is there value there from this vendor? I mean, I can I can sever the interfaces. I can reestablish the interfaces and, and integrate with, with, with another vendor. But I'm not going to do that unless that value exists for, like I said, for our customers. You know, understanding workflows, understanding not just the application workflows, but even, you know, our pacemaker clinic and our and our EP positions and their workflows. Even since we stood up our last vendor, you know, prior to this, um, you know, it was worthy of revisiting and spending some time in their clinics and watching what they were doing um, before we set down this path. You know, so many times in IT, we think, oh, we know it, right? That's yeah. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. Well, wait a minute. No, they've. It's been three years, and they're doing something different. Let's go look at what they're doing. 
Yeah, we like to, you know, observe. We like to ask why. Like, okay, what are you doing today? You know, these these things that might be perceived as autopilot, you start saying, well, let's look at that and walk you through it. It it, it isn't as natural as one might have thought. It's a behavior that was uh, known and familiar over 20 years that feels automated. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Take off bites at a time and execute and and it'll serve you well. And I think we we try to emulate that process. So so Jim, as you look forward and you've you've taken off a bunch of bites so far, what's the scuttlebutt of what's coming? What do we need to look at next? Is it devices? Is it automation? Is it different types of uh, uh, you know, hey, the practice needs to expand. We need more heart failure specialists. We are we going into RPM? What 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 do you think is uh, you know down the road as you look out 12, 24 months and 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 thinking about being ready for what comes next? Yeah, no, great question. Um, so you've heard of the Internet of Things. I'm going to call it the healthcare of things. You know, I can't really go a week without hearing about some other device coming into my organization um, <laughs> that someone else is trying to get incorporated to my EMR, you know, that needs an interface. And I'm just going, no, stop. You know, and sometimes they're just very small and their their use is very limited, but yet still manual processes are not desired. So can you guys own the world? That would be awesome, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> just go out, you know, to, to any type of medical device that has some data stream. Um, to bring that into a consolidated platform such that I can integrate it back to my EMR. Um, that would be ideal for me. You're preaching to, to the folks that <laughs> have a similar vision. And we're, we we live here in Silicon Valley. And so we, I'd say we're the same way. Every week I see a new watch, a wristband, a patch. Uh, and we, we just get excited because we think, you know, uh, these are, people are just taking these different chips and components and sensors and throwing them on different form factors and a lot of innovation there. And then they're coming up with algorithms that might, you know, find something interesting uh, and different use cases for, for the, uh, the wearer, the patient. And we just think it's great because it's data, right? So we're excited about that. And we're excited about data and we're excited about healthcare providers wanting to embrace this data, but where we want to come in and, and help is to say, well, Look, if we can get that flowing and we've got an established workflow going to you and your care providers and your EHR and hopefully some some communication protocols going back and forth to patients that they enjoy it, well, then then maybe we can collectively uh, adopt these new technologies, um, whether it's the, the wristband or the watch, because a lot of these are going to become pretty clinical. They, they are going to add value to the patient and to the clinic. So I think we're, we're aligned and, and we want to try to get there. Um, the challenge is going to be there's so many devices out there and they seem to change every week. I think the challenge there, this has just been my anecdotal observation, and that is that, you know, these guys are hardware vendors and in so doing, that's not really great when it comes to the software for them, right? So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's get the hardware out the door, figure out the software later, um, where you know, that might be an advantage that you have to say, hey, let us be your software platform because that's clearly you've nailed that part. Um, I don't know. That's just been my experience time after time is the, the software comes second and it's never very robust and it's never very good. But but these are things, obviously, I, I always talk about stay focused, right? Let us do one thing really well and it's build great software. If you do that, then you start to do other things. And I think what we're seeing is 
we're, we're conditioning a market to know that they can manage these patients and, and keep up with the data and bill appropriately and provide great care. And then you start going, well, what else can we do? And I think that's where we are at this point is there's a lot of other things that we can deliver on and we're seeking to deliver to help expand the services that your healthcare can offer. So it's an exciting time, and but you got to stay focused to do one thing really well. And, and I think that's served us really well in doing so. I definitely agree with that statement. The things that we love to hear about is, is the, the context of, um, hey, when we look at metrics, you know, when we really want to go to, say, the CFO and they don't know what a CID is or they don't know what, you know, what workflow challenges we're facing, right? They just want to know, well, well how did it work? What, what are the outcomes? So we look at metrics like, do you have internal metrics, benchmarks, criteria used to say, well, how do we impact patient care or staff satisfaction uh, or financial metrics? Are there things there that, that you either hope to build out or that you use today to, to track these different temperature gauges, so to speak, on how well things are going? So the answer to your question is yes. Um, to date, um, most of that has been, you know, sort of on demand after the fact, um, not really monitoring in real time. Uh, we are in the process of standing up an EDW now, um, and the team responsible for that has done, you know, a phenomenal job getting it in place, pulling all the disparate data sources and begin to build out the, you know, executive level and operational level dashboards uh, to begin to monitor these things. So, you know, within the next six to 12 months, I expect us to be able to, you know, not just pull that data on demand, but really monitor it and trend it and watch it and look to intervene if we need to. Oh, that's very cool. I may have, we may have a few people on our analytics team that wants to take a little sneak peek of what you're doing. We're using uh, Tableau. And similarly, we want to make sure in the merge product that there's this ability in real time to get a sense of how am I doing? Not the, not the good as much as, hey, give me some my risk factors. Give me my temperature gauges. Um, is anything you know, uh, not to plan? Uh, and do it in real time. So we can actually have a conversation. Go, oh, look, uh, you've got a backlog of patients, or hey, things are trending, taking you longer to deal with something. It allows you to spot problems and, and make error corrections. But that's that's pretty cool. You guys are are standing up some new dashboards for for some real time metrics. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, yeah, and, and we're putting in health catalyst, and you know, right in front of us are staffing issues. Right, you know, <laughs> everybody's yeah. hopping around and you know trying to make more money, and and I get that, you know, but you know, how can we see that in the data, and how can we you know, try to remediate and, and keep folks. And it's not always a money question. Sometimes it's, uh, I've got too many patients to deal with today or, you know, uh, what, but hopefully that data warehouse and that those dashboards will help. Well, look, we look forward to seeing, seeing what that looks like. We probably learn a lot from what you guys are, what you guys are putting up there. You guys went through a pretty arduous process. I mean, you ran a process, evaluated the market and you, you landed on our solution and you know it there's a lot of things said and how people do things and you know they can hang the moon and i think you know I, what was attractive about what what our organization brought as far as a value in, in the end for your your team yeah no i think you know it's <laughs> there's a lot of vectors there <laughs> that's for sure um you know one of the vendors we evaluated had an integration to an existing you know, PAX and cardiology platform that we had, and um, they still didn't win, you know, so why was that, right? Um, yeah. Well, clearly it's because Merck stood, you know, above in, in terms of what they had to offer 
you know, across the board. Um, while that would have been a value, it also would have been difficult. And, you know, I just couldn't see it. Um, so lots of people played in the decision. In fact, I'm looking at uh, an analysis document we did. I pulled out just for this call at the different vendors we did look at and the rationale and the benefits that we put in, in all other columns. Um, but, you know, on every front, I think, you know, one of the biggest things I'm looking for is a vendor I can work with. You know, can I, are they listening to me when I make that phone call to the executives like I did in this project? Are they listening? Do I get a response? Do I get action? That's huge. That is huge. I, I can't tell you um, how much that means to us as an organization. You know, having people not listen or not take the call, I, I don't care how good the software is. We're done. We pride ourselves on partnering. It, 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 this is this is not a sprint. This is a, a, what we believe a long-term <laughs> relationship. And, uh, you know, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, there's going to be changes, there's going to be, you know, a, a variety of things, but it's a partnership you you hope is lasting um, and continuing to bring value. Well, and I think it's also, that's a probably an interesting point worth sharing with other people saying, hey, look, if you're going to work with someone, make sure it's going to be a good relationship. Make sure you you get a sense mm -hmm. of how it would, would, would be to work with them. I think that should go into the vendor selection process. I think when Todd and I started Merge, we had, you know, when you're, when you're out there raising money and everyone's got an opinion and tells you what to do. And some people said, oh, come back to me after you have strategic relationships with all the manufacturers, because you really want to take care of the manufacturers of the devices. That's going to be the key to your success. We kind of said, no, no, we don't think so. We think we should work with the clinics and the providers and we should take care of them. And then someone else would go, oh, what you need to do is just uh, do services and uh, just do the work for them uh, and, and take it off their hands. And, and, and you don't need to worry about what they need, you you just build the insurance providers. We said, no, we, we think, you know, th there's a need for that. There's a spot need, but we really think we can, if you, if you give them great technology, they can take care of their patients. And um, so it's nice to hear from your perspective, the sense of, hey, they look to be good people to work with. But I think it also comes from, we always thought that's, that's, that's where you can build a good business model, take care of the folks that are delivering the care and, and good things will happen and good opportunities will, will arise. And referrerals and, you know, reference calls and yeah, absolutely. Well, right. Yeah. We're, we're running Do a business, homework. right? So you just like, you want your patients to say, Hey, that was a great clinical experience. We, we want you to say that was a great software experience for sure. That's right. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, well, I think, and I think it's a good segue to wrap it up. I think this is, this is perfect. So Jim, thanks so much for doing this podcast and for joining us in, in Austin. Thanks for tuning into The Pulse. For more information about Merge and how to improve your cardiac device management, visit Merge.com.